0: The text is Psalm 128. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house, your children like olive plants all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion, and may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. Lord, we ask you to open our eyes to see and understand what you would have us to see and understand. We thank you, Father, for your word and how it blesses us and leads us. In Christ's name we give you thanks. Amen. This is a psalm of ascent, and so there were 15 of them that the Jews would sing on their annual pilgrimages to jerusalem and jerusalem was above everything in israel it's the highest point in the country and so that's why it's an ascent so they all walked and sang and can you imagine being on a trip where everybody's walking a million plus strong to celebrate uh, this festival that's going to go on in jerusalem i just can't imagine the party atmosphere that that must have been for those people that could participate in this. And they would sing these psalms, which are really just a picture of the life that God intended for us when he created man and women to share this earth. So now, how many times did you hear the word your in this psalm? It's there seven times. And so when I read it and I decided to do it as a communion meditation a while back, what I noticed is that Every time, though, the second word is different. Your, and then it's something else. Your, and then it's something else. And obviously, this psalm is addressed to the men of Israel, to the husbands and fathers of Israel. Let me read to you those words. Your hands, your wife, your house, your children, your table, your life, your children's children. This is life from the start of a man's adult life to the end of his adult life. This chronicles what happens in a typical man's life. This was God's design. And I want to walk through each of those, discussing them a little bit at a time. So, for instance, your hands. God created men to work. It's not a curse. I know sometimes we think like that, we talk like that. We allow our unbelieving friends, to lull us into a sense of complacency about that. But really, we do owe it to God to correct people's misunderstanding of the purpose of work. It's not a curse. It's a blessing. Your wife. And so after a man has worked for a while, he's earned the right, he's earned the ability to have a wife, to support a wife. And she is his helpmate. That's why God created her. That's why he created her in the garden. It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, compatible, comparable to him. Your house. And so no sooner do you have a wife than you need a place to put her, don't you? (laughs) So you have a house. You've provided for her a house. And no sooner do you have a wife and you've provided for her a house than she gives you children. Children are a blessing of the Lord, but they're a product of the wife. So she blesses you with children. And then you provide a table to feed all of those hungry children. I told uh, the manager at uh, where Zaya works, I, I mention Zaya I think every week now. He's going to start not coming, I think. But uh, I mentioned his manager a long time ago that she was really helping me subsidize my food bill now that she's having him work every day because as long as he worked more than five hours, he could eat all he wanted there, and he eats a lot. So he'd have this big mounding heap of food. So we men have to provide a table for our family. And then the next one is your life. And so now you're reflecting back. You're looking at all of this that God has provided. This is your life. This is a man's life. This is a good thing. This is nothing that a man should run from. It is nothing that he should be embarrassed about. And then the last thing is, see, your your children's children. So now it's your grandchildren. So here you are at the latter end of your life, and you're looking back upon what you have had a hand in producing, how God has blessed you, but you have also been faithful in following God, and you now have, hopefully, a godly offspring following in your path. Now, this is a life of faith, yet there is the life of the faithless. And if you remember when I shared this four years ago, I also shared with you a favorite British comedy show that I enjoy, and it's called Faulty Towers. And as I was reflecting on Faulty Towers at the time I was making this message, it occurred to me Every one of the things that God holds up in Psalm 128 as beautiful, Faulty Towers pokes fun at. Your hands meant for work. Well, the manager of Faulty Towers, John Cleese, doesn't really like his work. And his hands are always not only in his own business, but in everybody's business. He, that's part of the comedy of the show. He's always getting into everybody's business. So he's a busybody. He's not just working as God intended with his hands. He's got his hands in everybody else's business. Your wife. His wife is a flirt. His wife is always flirting with all of the good-looking young men that come into his hotel. And so here isn't a picture of the wife that's a perfect helpmate for this man. You know, no, no one of us men who is married, wants a wife that is a flirt. It doesn't make us feel good. It makes us feel angry, jealous. These are good feelings to have if you're concerned about your wife's faithfulness. Your house. His house is a hotel, and I think it's a picture of the dysfunctional modern family, the dysfunctional modern house. No longer do we have the the home pictured in sitcoms that is a typical home. Now we only have atypical homes. The homes on TV are represented. There's typically never the same mom and dad and the same children from the product of the mom and dad. It's just a big hodgepodge of people. And if you think about it, that's what a hotel is. It's a hodgepodge of people. And so, in a sense, that's really what the modern house is like, the modern home. It's more like a hotel. uh, If it's dysfunctional, if it's not oriented towards meeting God's standard of what a family should live like, your table, again, in a hotel it's a dining room, so it's this common place, and uh, at the at the dining table is where a lot of the uh, family life plays out. But here at this hotel, it's where a lot of the the bickering starts. It's it's where the trouble begins in many of the episodes. So again, it's a, it's a poking at exactly what God would have us elevate, and life your life. Uh, John Cleese is always muttering under his breath. Oh no, no, no! He's, he's like he wants to kill himself. His life is a drudgery. Why did you? Why am I saddled with this woman? Oh, nothing, dear. Uh, so anyway, it's just his life. You are expected to believe is just hell on earth, and he just can't wait for it to end. And children? Oh, don't even think about children at this show. I mean, children. If they're brought into the scene at all, it's only because they're ornery and bad, and horrible. So this uh, is what I'm picturing you is the dysfunctional, the total flip side of what God wants us to have. And yet, in many ways, that's why it's funny, because it pokes fun at what we most hold dear, and humor is in many ways that, that which pokes fun at us and hopefully doesn't go too far to then make us, hmm, you know, walk out on that comedian because he's no longer any, any, uh, any fun to listen to. So now in Psalm 128, the father provides a house for his wife and a table for his children, right? That's, dad's, that's what dads do. Our father has provided us a house and a table. It's the same. We are the bride of Christ, and God is our husband, and he has provided for us a house and a table. And God knows his family. He knows each and every one of us. And so we might consider the church dysfunctional, more like the faulty Towers uh, Hotel than like a picturesque story from Psalm 128. But God is the Father, and so we must understand that as a good father, God will bring good out of this family. And what can you expect when you adopt children from all over the earth into this family? There is going to be some dysfunction, and yet God... As we've just sang, He will bless us. He will cause us to grow. He will have His sanctifying grace to change us, make us more loving, more like Him. So now, only God knows how to do that to us. Only God really knows how to conform each of us into the image of Christ. We try. We know the tools. We know we must read His Word. We know we must apply His Word. But yet, when it comes to the hard things of life, the things that we each endure the things that we each have to overcome that we hate that we pray to god he'd take away those are often the very things that he is using to transform us into the image of his son and so when we come to the table we come to the table committed to being an obedient child in the home that god has provided and so the lord's table is god's table